0: So for by grace you have been saved, not of yourself, it is a gift from God. This is from Ephesians, <clears throat> excuse me, 2-8. I would like to start my message this morning with a preface. Um, so as I was writing my rough draft for this message, I, I kind of did it with a heavy heart because of the, what was going on, uh, the Russian attack on the country of Ukraine. And it was interesting, a Ukrainian man was being interviewed by a Western journalist concerning the humanitarian crisis in Ukraine, and he made a comment that resonated with me. He said, "God help us to end this." <clears throat> it made me think of God's grace, and I prayed that the gift of grace and mercy would be given. And I did believe that it's not only it's globally that we have a humanitarian crisis and even possibly even in our own country. So I just wanted to, to say that. Um grace is a gift from God. It's God's life, power, and righteousness given to us by unmerited favor. The gift is generous, free, and totally undeserved. It takes the form of divine favor, love, clemency, and a share in the life in the divine life of God. It is an attribute of God that manifests itself in the salvation of sinners and bestowing of blessings. God answers the mess of life with one word, grace. It is through grace that will, that will work effective change in our hearts. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. That is what God spoke to Paul after Paul asked the Lord three times to remove the thorn in his flesh. God's grace is sufficient for us also. His power is made in weakness the same as it was for Paul. You have probably heard the word grace in different contexts. By the grace of God, we'll get through this. She has fallen from grace, referring to someone who has endured hardships in her life. Musicians speak of a grace note. A bank will give you a grace period. We talk as if we know what grace means, but do we? I am speaking about the undeserved gift of God, and it can take many forms. Did you know that grace is mentioned 170 times in the Bible? It is mentioned in the Old Testament. Jesus' death and resurrection unleashed God's grace on mankind. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. This is John 1:17. The Old Testament is about law, and the New Testament is about grace. He has saved us and called us to holy life, not because of His own purpose, not because of His own purpose and grace. This grace was given to us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. This is from 2 Timothy 12, 19. The the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ was not God's backup plan, his last resort, or his get-out-of-jail-free card. Absolutely everything, everything that happened between Adam's first breath and the death of Jesus was part of God's gracious plan to redeem mankind. There are many examples of grace in the Bible. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Wickedness and evil were so rampant in the hearts of men that God actually regretted creating them. Yikes. He was ready to wipe them out entirely, but there was one man who was righteous, faithful, and committed to walking with God. Noah. Noah was not a perfect man, yet God chose to save his family from destruction. Grace was bestowed upon him and his family. Did you know that Abraham's fear and sense of self-preservation led him to distort the truth by saying Sarah was was his sister to save himself? Did you know Sarah laughed at God when he said that she would give birth to a son in her old age? Then after laughing at God, she encouraged her husband to sleep with another woman to fulfill the promise. Abraham and Sarah's lives were marked with this belief, and disobedience, yet God remained faithful to his promise. Grace happened. You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good, Genesis 50. Joseph was despised by his brothers, sold into slavery, wrongfully accused, and led to rotten prison. This is not how Joseph saw things. He reveals his perspective in Genesis 45, 7. But God sent me ahead of you to preserve you, <clears throat> to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to save your lives by great deliverance. God used difficult and trying circumstances to position Joseph as a savior of his people. Grace happened. Moses doubted God at every turn, yet God graciously guided him. Then we have the story of the Israelites who repeatedly rebelled against God, yet he graciously received them. And he could bear Israel's misery no longer. This is from Judges 10, 16. The, Isra- the Israelites grumbled against God, broke his commands, and worshipped idol gods. Time and again, they turned away from God and did whatever they wanted to do, but lost God's protection and suffered great consequences. The Israelites returned to God and begged him to rescue them over and over again. There were lasting consequences for their behavior and poor decisions, but God showed more grace than they deserved. And David is the most vivid example of God's grace. David lessed stole, he lied, and he killed. Yet God saw his heart and loved him. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. Psalm 51. In the book of Psalms, you will be amazed how deeply David loved God. David never strayed from his love of God. He made some terrible decisions along the way. Haven't we all at some time in our lives? The key is that he always turned away from his sin and repented. God forgave him. This is grace. The Bible is full of examples of people who sin and a God who forgives. People who run and God pursues them people who do not deserve grace, and he gives it anyway, the gift of grace. We all discover that no one is worthy of God's grace. Not Noah, not Abraham, not Joseph, not David, not the Israelites, not me, and not you. That, my church family, is what makes it grace. It is a relationship. It is loving someone unconditionally and giving them the benefit of the doubt. Grace is choosing to be loving, even though you know that the other person has wronged you. Have you been wronged or felt like you were? I have. Have you experienced grace or given it? I found it interesting that the song Amazing Grace is a story about a sinner who was saved by grace. It is a story of John. He was a member of the Royal Navy in England, a story from the eye of the storm. John mocked authority and ran around with the wrong crowd. He indulged in the sinful ways of a sailor. In his early 20s, he made his living on a slave ship called the Greyhound. John ridiculed moral behavior and made fun of religious people. Well, one night, out on the sea, the waves tossed his ship about relentlessly. John woke up to a cabin filled with water. The ship had collapsed. Usually this much damage would sink a ship, but the Greyhound was carrying a light cargo and remained afloat. John worked the pumps for nine hours, trying to keep the ship from sinking. He threw himself on the ship's deck and he pleaded with God. If this will not do, then have mercy on us all. John did not deserve mercy, but he received it the Greyhound and her crew survived. John never forgot God's mercy on that faithful day on the roaring seas of the Atlantic. He returned to England, where he became a prolific composer, and you've probably sung his song, Amazing Grace, How Sweet the Sound That Saved a Wretch Like Me. And I believe he sang that song this morning. In John's failing health, he says he remembers two things. I am a great sinner, and Jesus is a great Savior. In a book I recently read called "A Grace Disguise," written by Jerry's sister, who was a professor at Whitworth College, it's the story of. Actually, the book was given to me by, by, um, my daughter's husband, who passed away um, years ago, a few years ago. But um, it's the story about how Jerry lost his wife. His young child, and a, and mother, his mother, in a head-on collision in northern Idaho. He and his other three children survived the crash. It was a very. It was a catastrophic loss for Jerry. Jerry writes about how he desperately wants his loved ones back, but he also celebrates the life he has found because they are gone. He has lost, but he gained a deeper awareness of grace. That grace has enabled him to clarify his purpose in life and rediscover the present moment. God is able to help us become a person based on grace and not on our performances, our accomplishments, or power. We can simply be no matter what our circumstances are in life. We can start to have hope that life can be good. Our own tragedies can be a very bad chapter in a very good book. On November On a November evening in 2004, a 44-year-old woman was driving on her way to Long Island, New York. This was in the news. I don't know if any of you remember it. but Victoria does not remember anything of an 18-year-old boy leaning out of his window, holding, of all things, a frozen turkey. He threw it at her windshield. It crashed through her windshield, bending the steering wheel inward and shattering her face. The violent act left her fighting for her life. The doctors had to wire her jaw, repair one of her eyes, and titanium plates were bolted to her head. To accept grace is to accept the vow to give it. Victoria did. Nine months later, she faced her offender in court. The young man was trembling, fearful, and very apologetic. People had packed the courtroom and became enraged when they heard his sentence. He got six months in jail, five years probation, and a community service. It turns out that the reduced sentence was Victoria's idea. She embraced the young man and said, I forgive you. I want you to be the best you can be. She allowed grace to happen. Her comment was, God gave me a second chance at life, and I passed it on. I would have been consumed by the need for revenge. Forgiving him helped me move on with my life. And there was sort of an added note on that. She <laughs> she found humor in all this, too, because she said that um, she's just thankful that a ham was, she was called kind of like the, the turkey, you know, she was. that's what defined her, was the turkey woman. She said she's glad she wasn't, um, that wasn't a ham, or the way she would have been called Miss Piggy. Which I thought was kind of kind of interesting she found she found humor you know that's just where grace just came into her life. just amazing that that happened. Um, I have experienced grace in my life, one of them was spending time with my mother before she went to her heavenly home. It's a gift of grace I will never forget. another moment is when I went to visit my brother in California. We had not been close for many years, and this is a burden I carried for for a long time. Experience the joy of reconciliation was a gift from God. I took so much for granted. God bestows grace upon us. Thinking about another moment of grace I experienced just recently, a package we were expecting for arrival mistakenly went to a neighbor's house three miles away. My neighbor called and said, I have your package, but I have no way to get it to you. So, for some reason, <laughs> I decided to walk. <clears throat> and this was during this last winter. We had a major, we had made, had a major alter, altercation with him a few years ago over an easement dispute. I, I had been bothered by the thought that I should forgive him for his actions, but never had the nerve to do it, and time just passed on. I decided to retrieve this package walking in the snow. And on my walk I gave praise to the Lord for such a beautiful sunny day like we have today and that it was not bitterly cold. I got to my destination and my neighbor greeted me at the door and I uh, greeted me at the door. I took the package and I said, "I apologize for the misunderstanding concerning the road." He gave me no reply. I carried the pack back, the package holding Back to tears, remember what Pastor Dave had said in one of, one of his talks. Is there someone you need to forgive? I felt the heavy burden lifted from me. I believe grace happened to me that day. Another example of grace is when Greg and I, lost, Greg and I had lost our home to a fire. This was several years ago. The love and support we received from this church family and the friends was amazing. How can we live in grace? We can surrender. We can sacrifice and forgive. We can cultivate faith and trust and serve with compassion. Be thankful, be a blessing, and be kind. I see many examples of grace in our church. It warms warms my heart. And I thought about the soup kitchen. That's such an act of grace that we have here at our church. And then we have many other acts of grace that, that really, it does. It really warms my heart. And <clears throat> one other example uh, that I feel like I personally experienced grace is on our trip flying home from Florida. Greg and I experienced a moment of grace after taking four flights across the country, which it was um, between the weather and other factors. It was quite an endearing thing to do. But anyway, we arrived in Spokane at 1 in the morning. We decided it was best to get a room at the motel in Spokane. I was so tired and weary and hungry <laughs> from the extensive travel. And when we got to the motel, the gentleman behind the the counter offered us snacks. And I just thought grace was bestowed upon us at blessings. It's so nice to be blessed. I would like to conclude with a poem by Annie Flint. <clears throat> He giveth more grace when the burdens grow greater. He sendeth more strength when the labors increase. To added affliction, he addeth his mercies. To multiply trials, he has multiplied peace. When we have exhausted our store of endurance, when our strength has failed ere the day is half done, when we reach the end of our hoarded resources, our Father's full giving is only begun. His love has no limit. His grace has no mercy, mercy, no measure. I'm sorry. His grace has no measure. His power, no boundary known unto men. For out of His infinite riches in Jesus, He giveth and giveth and giveth again. Be kind, be gracious, and pray for those who need God's grace and mercy. Um, I'd like you to join me in prayer. The first prayer is uh, one I heard from my granddaughter, Ari. She's eight years old. <laughs> she, <clears throat> it was sent to me the other day, and um, I'd like to read it to you. I am praying you find comfort in knowing who you belong to and that there's no greater calling or claim on your life. Let your heart rest in God's presence. What he is doing is best. I am praying you remember who is fighting for you and with you and who goes after you. The God of peace will sustain you and his grace is sufficient in your weakness. Lord, we know you love us. We know you can bestow the gift of grace upon us even though we don't deserve it. Be present in our lives so that we can experience the change that can take place in our hearts.